0: In a dark dungeon deep underground, storytellers began to gather around a table which held many bottles and doobies. They told stories of dragons and the time that they saw boobies. Tales were told of heroes and villains, of epic deeds and just fucking chilling of life. A death of love
1: and loss They laughed and they cried But mostly they got lost. Hello and welcome to Dungeons and Doobies My name is Shane I'm Keegan I'm Connor And we got Mitch over here in the audience Say hi Mitch Hey guys <laughs> uh, This podcast is based on one of my favorite podcasts of all time It's called Fantasy Fiction And for those of you who don't know the idea is that we get a fantasy prompt or two every week, and um, the goal is to write a short comedy story using only the powers of inebriation in our remaining brain cells. None of us are really writers, but we're huge fantasy fans. Uh, we actually just played D&D last week, some of us for the first time, and we don't know what we're doing, so these stories might be ridiculous, but <laughs> yeah, we'll hope for the best.
2: And by it might be, you mean they
1: are. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Yeah, I cannot believe the, 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 the words I'm reading off of my laptop right now. <laughs> I, you know, I cannot believe that this was me
3: who wrote this
1: <laughs> <laughs> And that's the power of inebriation at work right there. So, yeah, we've been writing these stories for close to a year and a half now. Our prompt was, well, I mean, writing is, is a loose term, but when we, we got our prompts a year ago. Our prompts were sea serpents. And towers, I believe you were sea serpents. Yeah, I came up with
0: sea serpents and you came up with fucking towers.
1: I feel like towers are dope. You should yeah. shit on towers. Well, oh, you should see the way I use my tower because my tower is awesome. <laughs> my tower is just a tower. Dude, but. <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. even have like a tower off. It's not like a size
3: compared to something.
1: It's always about size. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, you don't want to go down
0: that road once you meet my main character. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to preface too with,
2: I jumped into this a lot later than so. Uh, my story is more of an intro to a series.
1: So we're going to leave it at that. But Some of these, yeah, will be continued. I later, also quit maybe. smoking
0: weed about halfway through writing this, and I think you can see <laughs> uh, as it goes, it, it turns into more of kind of like like, hopeful, maybe extremely high fantasy writing into just drinking rum every night. (laughs) So, so It's a dichotomy. I do believe believe you will be able to mark the difference halfway through.
1: (laughs) I think, yeah, this is going to be a good way to, like, see the mental state over the past however many months it's been of writing this. uh, We can really see the shift. But um, since Keegan is our freshest and probably our shortest story, we're going to have him start us off.
2: All right, guys. Well, uh, to give you a little background on my story... Um, it's essentially based on the last time I did shrooms and our trip to Space Garbage Island. Allegedly.
3: Allegedly. We're not (laughs) admitting to
2: anything. This is
1: all, this is all a joke. Yeah, yeah. For the internet. Don't
2: do drugs, kids. Stay in school.
1: (laughs)
0: Um,
2: that's where I learned to write terrible shit like this, but, um, it's about that and the Gozai gods who were our spirit guides. (laughs) So, we'll start off. My story is called The Heroes of (laughs) Chlamydia." So excited. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Far past the Snufflepuss mountain range of northern Bongstone and across the great Gozai Ocean lies a magical land, a place of such mystery and danger that only the most hardy and fearsome of warriors dare enter its gates. The legendary Space Garbage Island. <laughs> Within this forgotten kingdom, hidden like a woman's G-spot, is a tower <laughs> so tall that God himself uses it as a ball-scratcher. <laughs> the purpose of this tower is to hold one prisoner, a princess by the name of Helga von Winkletramp, <laughs> who is way hotter than her name implies, trust Jesus.
1: me. I've never met a hot Helga, What was the last name? To story. Helga von Winkletramp. Winkle Tramp, love it. <laughs>
3: Helga.
2: (laughs) Helga was the daughter of the banished king, who had been exiled from Bongstone for his many atrocities committed against goats. You can find videos on BongTube, but I don't recommend it. (laughs) 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 BongTube is canon as (laughs) fuck. And as such, she has been cursed to live out her eternal days in the Tower of Solitude by the vengeful goat witch known as Billy the Kid. Yeah. Helga spends her days gazing at the heap of literal garbage below, dreaming of the time when her hero will come to save her. Yet years go by, and the only thing that comes is her Amazon delivery man. And with him... (laughs) And with him, Chris. A a brand-new, fully-articulated, soft-touch Gluck Gluck 9000 life-size sex doll with 3,000 RPM internal rotors, customizable faceplates, and over 1,000 voice lines. Now available at your local Amazon slave market.
1: <laughs> oh I love how you made it medieval Chris. by making it a slave oh market. Oh my god,
3: Chris!
1: Yeah, Thank you for so that good. word from our sponsor. <laughs> Who the fuck you is pay it base somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyone, please sponsor us. We need money.
2: Anyway, the island had been her prison for so long that she knew the name of every rock and tree and creature, and they were all fucking snakes. Snake trees, snake rocks, and snake snakes. (laughs) (laughs) The sex doll even had a snake dildo attachment. I mean, who the fuck makes that, you know? All of these snakes were ruled over by the powerful protector of the island and her jailer, Shen Ron, the serpent of Space Garbage Island. Ooh, cool name. She knew her curse would never be broken, as no mere mortal could survive a valley full of literal fucking snakes. (laughs) As the sun set once again upon the island, she drifted off to a restless sleep, dreaming of the evil serpent, but mostly of Chris the sex doll and his five-star orgasms.
0: (laughs) Five out of five. (laughs) Top
2: five (laughs) Far away on the mainland, in the village of Chlamidius, Fartima worked in his cock-fitting shop. <laughs> T'was not a glorious job, but when the horses of the palace went into battle, they needed their cocks protected, and goddamn, was he good at it.
1: <laughs> I have so many questions about what that job entails. So... Can you draw a picture for us real quick? So he, like... Paint a canvas. Yeah, out. yeah. It's... Yeah,
2: so essentially, uh, they're, like, cock sheaths for horses. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, you ever seen, like, horses in, like, medieval oh, battle I've armor? Seen, I've, I've seen, seen jackass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are
0: we talking about? Right, yeah. But, like, you know,
2: like, they Their dicks are always swinging everywhere, and they're huge, so, like, instead of getting those chopped off... He makes cock armor. Nice, because oh, yeah. like, if like, your horse is dickie chopped off, yeah. it's probably not that useful. No, you yeah, need your exactly. It's the easiest
1: way to take down a horse knight. So, so. wait, does like does the horse like have to be hard to like mold the armor? There's some questions I have, but you don't have to get into it now. Um, you know, to be fair, I didn't go super into how the actual cocks are made. You probably shouldn't write too much about horse cocks. <laughs> That's probably smart. Yeah. We oh, there's on. there's
2: more. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As he hammered Cock, his loyal friend, Su Date the Suck Down Samurai, walked in visibly intoxicated and, as usual, gave himself a rousing introduction. It is I, Su Date the Suck Down Samurai, Master of Swords, Liquor of Whores, and Connoisseur of Cocktails. Yeah. Upon finishing his introduction, which continued for about five minutes, but we don't have time for that shit, he asked Fartima, When the fuck are you going to stop hammering horsecock armor and get out into the world? Fartimai responded, You're drunk, Sudate. Get out of my shop before I make you a permanent chastity belt. Sudate balked at that option, as among his many titles was Titty Fuck Tournament Grand Champion 2020. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way he could keep his sanity with a chastity belt, but chastity does have titty in it, and he likes titties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Checks out. What is a chastity belt again? Never mind, back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> The workday was finished, so Sudate and Fatima took a stroll down to the local watering hole, a bar called The Watering Hole. <laughs> Along the way, they ran into their friend, Signor Keefe the Air Shaman, who, as his name may suggest, was smoking a sequoia-sized joint with the gusto of an F5 tornado. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: oh my gosh. Signor Keefe, would you care to join us at The Watering Hole in this fine summer's eve? Oh, my friends. <laughs> Now that I'm more blaze than a California wildfire, it'd be great pleasure. I much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the friends continued on, greeting their fellow chlamydiaites as they went. When they reached their destination on the far side of town, they paused for a moment to take in the view. Chlamydius was set against a backdrop of towering mountains and sweeping valleys, with the river Ganja flowing like a serpent through it all, before depositing its wet ass water out into the great ocean of Gozai, the sea of the gods. <laughs> As the sun dipped below the ocean, the bar began to fill with friends.
1: I can cut that worry.
2: There was Blackie the Blacksmith, who was an unfortunate albino. Garbanzo the Bean Man, Emilio the Gay Musketeer, and of course, Bukake Jones, who needed no introduction. <laughs> but as the drinks flowed, another of the group's childhood friends walked in. Jimmy Heaters! How's Fire Mage training today? Oh, you know how it is—just blowing flames and thinking names, baby. <laughs> Jimmy had brought along his cousin Kevin, who usually brought a sixer to the kickback, so no one minded he was there. But he wasn't like friends with them, <laughs> you know, like the He's dude... a fringe guy. Yeah, you know, like the dude who hangs around, but you couldn't really name one thing about his life. Anyway, cousin Kevin was there too. <laughs> Nobody's best friend,
1: but everybody's good friend.
2: <laughs>
1: Six pack is all you need, really, to just get in.
2: Yeah, he picks up the tab once in a while. You know, it's cool. my kind of guy. Yeah, you can bring him around. The boys grabbed a table, and after the sucked-down samurai force-fed them beer like a goose being prepped for a fancy French table, they turned their conversation to the future. When the fuck are we gonna get out of this town? The bar's weak, the women are beat, and there is literal shit all over the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, nice rhyme, asshole, Jimmy Heaters interjected. Someone went to college. Hey now, we all know he didn't pass third grade. Let's not be dicks about it, Fortima said. But I'll be honest, I could go for an adventure. Haven't you ever wondered what's beyond the great ocean? Signor Keith let out a long exhale, and four rats in the ceiling got so high their organs turned to cornmeal. <laughs> <laughs> we already know what's across the ocean, man. The air shamans speak of the great Gozai gods who once guided the heroes of old on their quests, like the old king of Chlamyteus, Mussolini, <laughs> <laughs> who conquered the lands from Jomama Isle to Fucknut Mountain. Or Oedipus and that whole thing with his mom. <laughs> dude, hey, we have so, so, so many things we
0: have to add to our oh map. <laughs> the
2: lore. Hey, I thought that dude got a bad rap. He didn't even know it was his mom. <laughs>
3: said Honest snake,
2: said Cousin Kevin. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Kevin, said everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but, like a herd of retarded sheep, Fatima could not stop his mind from wandering. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the analogy, indeed.
2: He had dreamed of a day when he would leave this quaint village behind, cockfitting shack and all. But what would he do? Where would they go? The time never seemed right, and there was always another horsecock to measure. <laughs> <laughs> the libations flowed, and the party roared long into the night, until Fatima eventually stumbled out of the bathroom and slowly came to as if waking from a dream. It was clear he had drank too much, as he smelled of beer and had mostly missed the toilet with his pee. (laughs) He watched as the bar began to clear out, and an old lady covered in a dark cloak walked in and sat quietly at a table. When she entered, the air chilled despite the warm summer eve, like a Coors Light at a picnic on the beach. And that's our last product placement. Thanks for staying tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get him in there. The old woman caught Fatima's eye, and he couldn't help but try to identify her. He pointed her out to Sudate, who knew every daughter, sister, and grandmother in town, <laughs> along with a few of the female cattle. Long story. And even he did not recognize this woman. I need to hear this long story. <laughs> yeah. Hey, rough night, you know, yeah, you're you walking did. by some cows. We
1: got, we're setting up some spinoffs. Yeah, Holds yeah.
2: a hole after you put down, you know, a couple of tankards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a couple cores light on the beach.
2: Just when Fatima had given up, decided to get up and leave, the woman walked up to the table. What up, bitch? Said Sudate.
1: (laughs) Smooth, smooth.
2: (laughs) Hey now, this lady is old, so clearly she deserves our respect, even though we'd know nothing about her life or any reason to respect her besides the fact that she hasn't died yet. (laughs) Okay, fair point. Well, if you are quite finished, said the woman, my name is Gretel, and I'm in search of some heroes. Not gonna find any here, lady. Sorry to burst your bubble, but this is Chlamydias, Famous home of cock cheese, and STDs. <laughs> Jimmy Hita said as he leaned back in his chair, playing with a small ball of fire. Don't sell yourself short, my young friends. Heroes come in many shapes and sizes. Like that Oedipus, who came in his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking told you, whispered Jimmy to Kevin. <laughs> 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 Have a task of great importance that must be completed by a fine group of men such as yourselves. It involves great danger and peril, and you may never return. Sudate looked at Fartima with mild enthusiasm and asked, Will there be chicks? Yes, there will be chicks, said the <laughs> woman.
1: <laughs> Gretel knows.
2: Word, I'm in. Let's ride, everyone. This town's fucking toasted, and I'm out of here. You can come with me or not. See you in the morning. He grabbed Senor Keefe, who had apparently fallen asleep in his own beer, by the puka shell necklace and dragged him out of the bar. <laughs> Jimmy Heaters also stood up. I've been training all this time to blow some fucking balls at people, and it's about damn time I get out there and do it. Hell yeah, I'm in too, exclaimed Kevin. Jesus Christ, dude, get some friends, Jimmy muttered. <laughs> <laughs> at last, it was only the woman and Fatima, and she leaned in close. You are the key, old great Fatima. You must be the one to lead these men across the great ocean and return with your prize, or else they are all doomed to fail. If you accept this challenge, you must find the cursed princess and cure the realm of the magic that holds her. Well, I'll be honest, that sounds like a lot. (laughs) So let me sleep on it. And with that, Fatima left the bar and returned to his cockshack, for what he didn't know would be the last time, as the rest of his life began in the morning. Stay tuned for part two, The Heroes of Chlamydia and the Ocean Voyage. Dude, what is this? Oh, Jimmy
3: Heaters?
2: Jimmy Heaters. Oh my <laughs> god. The fire god. mage. I've
1: been training to blow some balls of people. <laughs> I am so impressed. Dude, I want the next part right now. <laughs> I know. I wish I, I could
0: finished
3: it. Dude. I, I have I a really great finish already!
1: Dude. Fucking for real, bro! I got the blue balls for a story. I like literally only heard the first half of. Yeah, so let's that, fucking get yeah, it, dude. That's probably maybe like the
2: first third because they still have to cross the ocean and fight Shenron. Yeah, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll get there. Yeah, bro. we'll
2: get there eventually. But you know,
1: they <laughs> they have a whole journey to go on. So there's plenty more where that came from, dude. I can't wait. You should definitely re- finish that. I shit. will. It's I will. incredible. You you're <laughs> natural. Seriously, <impressive>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tune in next. And-
2: Friday,
1: yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Tune in. It only took us a year and a half to write these. Turn it in 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 six months, yeah, twenty
2: (laughs) twenty two for part two.
1: Dude, you fucking nailed that shit. What a start! Where Chris
2: the sex doll fights the great (laughs) serpent. Five out of five. Yeah, he's more than just a sex
1: toy. He's a sex companion. Five star orgasms. I've, I've been keeping the story a big old secret. No one knows a thing about it except for one dude in Idaho. So <laughs> don't go to Idaho in the next five minutes. All right. boy well, yeah, I'll be right back. Okay. I gotta do a whole journey to Idaho. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go like pitch or something. All <laughs> right, let well, me put down some of this fucking 40 first. Jesus Christ. Mm. Guys, oh by the time
0: it, is, are we recording? By the time it gets to me, I'm gonna be sloshed, bro. <laughs> Wait, also, how are we going to... We're going to probably record that separately. What? Our uh, theme song.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. But mostly
0: they got sauce. I'm so excited, dude. (laughs)
1: We literally, like, we wrote that and I was... And the times that they saw movies. (laughs) Literally, I'm so stoked. (laughs) We need some guitar, a little mandolin. Yeah, maybe. Doobie, though. That's oh, dude, i though. great. It's do a, a great little, like, little name. A like, little I, twangy old school. Oh, yeah, a like, little bit, yeah. yeah. I, was,
0: I was walking around the harpsichord. Nice. It
1: sounds incredible. We'll definitely go record that later. Or I kind of wish we recorded like, it while we were down the springs, if we knew then, but obviously it was Like the Godfather? It's like that quick,
2: like... Play some of that
1: action. Oh, yeah? Dude, all right. I guess it's a it time for... for Let's fucking go! Oh, okay, okay. All right. My story does not actually have a name. I should have named it, but I, it's just. Yo, what the
0: fuck? Pause the podcast and name your fucking story. I'm not gonna story. pause it. We'll, we'll it. we'll name it for you at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. All right, yeah, yeah. No, to- that, that's
1: that's a good compromise. <laughs> My story just goes zero to 100. By the way, we jump oh, right we jump right into it. Just read it. Alright, we're at zero right now, and 100 is coming up right now. You ready? I, I'm right. definitely at zero. Right. I'm ready to this is, be 100. The <laughs> 100 with like three Actually, underlines? Actually, I'm
0: probably around 69 after
1: Keegan's story. That's a good number, too. Honestly, that's that's <laughs> so the only other I option. For. Yeah, Still
0: got to piss in his mom.
1: <laughs> Dude, nailed it. <laughs> Tough act to follow, but let's see what we can do. Alright, this is my story of Sea Serpents and Towers. <clears throat> after all these years said a pirate captain standing at the helm of his ship as he opened up a map and laid it on the table before him. The captain had a salt worn saber attached where his right forearm ended and his hand would have begun. On the left arm a flintlock pistol was grafted onto the stump of his elbow. He says This dude has no arms. This dude has no arms Very perceptive of you. We're I got legs. How did he open the oh, we're oh, no. This. Okay sorry sorry we jumped too
0: early. No
1: no you <laughs> literally have on one sentence in and you already already got it. I was worried that like it wouldn't be clear that my man didn't have arms But you guys... I Nat 20 perception. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) He stuck his sword arm into the corner of the map and held it open with a smile. Stripper Island. (laughs) They said it didn't exist. They called me mad. They said I would sail to the end of the earth. Cursed to chase a fable. Suddenly, a fat load of baby batter fell from the sky and landed on the map in the captain's trifold hat. "'Sorry, sorry, Captain, it was an accident,' said a flustered and scared voice from above in the crow's nest. Without looking, Captain Morgan raised his flintlock augmented arm behind him and fired it into the air. A yell echoed as a lifeless body hit the poop deck with the force of a hundred bidets.
3: Savage!
1: <laughs> he blew the smoke off the end of the barrel and set his eyes back on the cummy map. <laughs> Told that scallywag not to blow any loads in the crow's nest, he thought, shaking his head. "'Men!' he commanded." Feed this landlubber to the sharks. We'll find a replacement for him on the way. We're going to say "yo" to the hose. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh, oh my Stryker god! Come.
3: come
0: yo ho oh, 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 oh. ho <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm all into pirates recently, and I've never put it together that you're just doing pirate stories. Dude, <laughs> I
1: literally have been so inspired on pirates lately. It's, Captain uh, Morgan, the armless But well, The
0: other night, we watched, we watched the pilot to Black Sails, We loved like, I'm it. so into pirates right now.
1: Honestly, it was really funny because one of my jokes, I feel like they totally had to but I wrote it before I watched it oh so yeah 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 you'll see you'll see I didn't steal it no, 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 yeah.
0: no Co- plagiarism copyright here. lawyers just fuck, yeah, fuck off fuck so off
1: HBO fine. or Starz what, what What? the fuck even is stars? Stars in not that they're not paying us don't they don't, they don't have lawyers yeah of
3: course like course
1: like the boat began to sail in the direction of a port town where sea shanties were the national anthem and everyone had crabs most of which were pets some of which wouldn't go away no matter how many doctors you saw, and some of which were used as nipple clamps. This town was nasty. (laughs) Most people couldn't tell where the scurvy ended and the STDs began. The air smelled of salt and mermaid orgies, and everyone liked it that way. All right, son, said Jeremy's mother as she strapped him into his makeshift wheelchair, which was just a sideways grog barrel he sat upon. (laughs) Have a good day loitering on the dock, sweetie. Remember not to get on a stranger's boat, especially if they offer you free salt taffy, or if they say they lost their pet chocolate starfish.
0: <laughs> it's your best voice of mine.
1: <laughs> I can voice it. Oh, chocolate starfish? Is that a <laughs> joke? Yeah, oh, it's a no. butthole joke. <laughs> Help me find my chocolate starfish. Someone's got to do it. This sounds like a pedophile place. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I think
0: it sounds delicious.
1: (laughs) Stay away from strangers' boats, Connor. Yeah, yeah, said Jeremy as he wheeled himself onto the docks. Jeremy's mom slammed the door and began to make scandalous and provocative drawings of herself for her only foe's account, which was a subscription that only cost three shillings, a great bargain no matter who you asked. Jeremy sighed as he used his rather muscular arms to roll the barrel forward. He stopped and dangled his scrawny and atrophied legs over the edge of the pier. He sat and daydreamed about a life away from these docks. Maybe I should get kidnapped, said Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about what the confidence boost could do for his low self esteem. <laughs> After all, kidnapping someone is a lot of work, he thought to himself. <laughs> Jeremy then realized that someone could easily take him hostage as he couldn't really walk, run, stand, throw sweet jump kicks, or bust and move on his enemies. <laughs> Curse these legs of mine, he sighed under his breath as he returned the only thing that gave him solace. Jeremy had lived on the docks all his life. He knew every boat that passed by by its sails, and he usually watched the men unload their mysterious cargo all over that port. One of his favorite things to That's watch... It was the boat with green sails, captained by Scurvy D-O-double-G, the rapper, swashbuckler extraordinaire. (laughs) Scurvy D-O-double-G was the smuggler of the dankest wizardweed this side of the 69 seas and was known for his famous catchphrase, Yo Hizzle.
0: Yo (laughs) Hizzle.
1: Then there was Admiral Nelson and his fleet of hookers and (laughs) week. An elite group of female pirates whose hands had all been replaced by sharp metal hooks which made intimidating other crews very easy but fingering themselves very difficult. <laughs> oh no! Jeremy then saw a boat he had never seen before. It bore a large skull with peg legs where crossbones would be. The pirate boat had etched into his bow the sculpture of the most beautiful and curvy carving of a woman that would make you sell your soul to Davy Jones just for feet pics. Feet pics? <laughs> the ship was in rough shape Billowing smoke out of cannon holes, Jeremy saw the white flags of a paladin boat sailing closely behind on their trail. Tiny lighthouses mounted on the ship directed beams of red and blue light in all directions, the kind of light that would make your butthole shrink when you were behind the rudder. <laughs> the paladin's stark white boat gained behind the tarnished pirate ship, firing cannonballs through the hole as the boat began to take on water. Jeremy would have stood to his feet had it not been for the whole paraplegic thing. <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, the pirate ship Tokyo drifted sideways to face the Paladin boat. Sharp metal hooks tied to sturdy rope flew across the open water and found their mark against the Paladin ship. A band of men with no arms and legs tarzaned across the grapples, holding the rope between their butt cheeks, leaving their arms, leaving their arms free to swing upon the police boat. It was over in an instant. Jeremy could hardly make out the battle, but he heard the sound of peg legs and arms hitting the police's poop deck, creating the sound of a tiny tap dancer with epilepsy.
0: Uh, can we get a demonstration? <laughs> Incredible. Thank you. I <laughs> everything I ever wanted.
1: <laughs> the, crew, the crew grappled back to their ship as the Paladin's boat caught flame and the gunpowder ignited. The pirate ship sailed to the port as the law enforcement boat exploded behind them. No one looked, and everyone put on two eye patches, which I'm pretty sure is the medieval equivalent of sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> he watched in awe as the gangplank lowered, and one by one, a crew of pirates with not a single arm or leg of flesh walked out onto the dock. Everyone cleared aside as the captain stepped out onto the pier, and his battle ward saber was glistening in the sun at his side. He wore a tricorn hat and a black coat with a gold trim. "'With haste, men. We have a new member to add to our crew, and he's somewhere in this town. "'Now that the map is in our possession, all we need is a man who can climb the crow's nest.' "'I can climb,' said Jeremy. "'The crew turned to see a young man-boy sitting atop a barrel. "'The crew looked at his wilting legs and chuckled amongst themselves. "'So, you want to be a pirate?' asked the captain. "'My crew is made up of the baddest sailors to ever sail, the meanest men to ever meander. "'There ain't a crew saltier. What is your name?' And why do you think you can join my crew? Well, my name is Jeremy, sir, and I'll do whatever it takes. I'll even swab your poop deck, he said shamefully. Captain Morgan shook his head. My poop deck and the poop deck are two very different things, (laughs) I'll do both, said Jeremy. (laughs) Captain Morgan's seaman didn't even flinch. We're in a hurry, but I guess he'll do. Take care of those legs, boys. Jeremy felt wooden limbs grab him and haul him onto the ship, leaving his barrel behind. I have one question for you. Is it the pirate's life for you? Asked Captain Morgan as he ready to saw. Jeremy tried to play it cool by saying, I'll give it a hard maybe. <laughs> but all that came out was, I'll get hard maybe. <laughs> Jeremy cringed internally, but most of the pirates kind of resonated with Jeremy's words. You're lucky to even have a dick, said one of the pirates. <laughs> Flashing Jeremy his peg leg stump dick behind his trousers. Normally, showing an underage child your genitals was enough to get you put on a list. But if it's a peg-leg dick, it's kind of a gray area. Also, pirates give no fucks.
0: <laughs> we don't got the fucking rules pinned down.
1: <laughs> it's, like, not really a dick. I don't know, maybe. I mean, okay, okay,
0: okay. so, like, modern in modern scenarios, if, like, a, a, a person were to, like... Drop their pants to show you a uh, fucking strap on. <laughs> <laughs> Go, yeah. Mangina! <laughs> I think that's still illegal, but well, I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. You yeah. talking
2: about it's, it's enough to scar you. That's, that's all that matters.
1: That dude just murdered
2: a whole police boat. I don't think
1: he's worried about yeah. Really Pirates <laughs> <Fair laughs> <point, fair laughs> give no fucks, dude. <laughs> Once we do this, there's no going back," said Captain Morgan solemnly. "I know," said Jeremy. The saw hit his legs, and he blacked out from the pain. He woke to find his legs replaced with pegs. He screamed. Welcome aboard, shouted a pirate waiting for him to awake. What did you do to my legs? This is an upgrade, he swore. Now it's time for you to meet the crew. Can you stand? Jeremy pushed himself to his feet. I mean, pegs. He wobbled like a newborn foal who had just experienced anal for the first time. <laughs> is that pedophilia? Yeah, I yeah, I, know. I got a very clear picture of it. It's an mind. animal. Yeah, you know, it's chill, right? All it is is just... Purple prose. Thank you, thank you. two bestiality jokes back to back. This <laughs> story is, oh no. After falling over multiple times, he found his footing and climbed above deck. The sun violated his eyes as he found his footing underneath him for the first time in years. He stepped onto the deck and was greeted by his new crew.
0: Let's go, Jeremy!
1: Welcome aboard to our newest Crow's Nest scout. Everyone welcome the kid. A crew of limbless pirates clapped their arm and peg legs together. Alright, kid, said Captain Morgan Seaman. You're here because you possess something none of us do. A youthful and optimistic demeanor? asked the kid. Arms, said Captain <laughs> Morgan Seaman. Oh yeah. <laughs> he scanned the crew around him. There were ten or so men in the crew. They all had arms and legs made of wood, some carved with engravings of sea creatures giving the finger, and some side boob. <laughs> How much? Just some. Tasteful. Okay. Just <laughs> enough. Just enough, you know. The right amount. It's like a prison tag. You need like something to look at when you're on the boat. Anyway. I mean, I'm the only person with arms in this boat, said Jeremy. The crew had seen more combat than you can even imagine. The number of limbs and dicks we've amputated over the years and our countless adventures? He shuddered. <laughs> Let me introduce you, he began to walk around the boat. This is Stumpy and Lumpy, he said, gestured to two pirates playing rock, paper, scissors with their peg legs. <laughs> they tied. <laughs> this is Humpy. He gestured to a strong-jawed man who looked at him and said, I'm hunting for whale tails, trying to get my Moby dick wet. <laughs> <laughs> then there's Bumpy. A man covered in warts waved a peg-leg to the boy and grunted. Then there's Rumpy. A man, a man flexes his wooden logs attached at his shoulders. He introduced his arms. The one on the right here is thunder, and the one on the left here is lightning. He kissed both his log arms and definitely got splinter lips. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, there's Frank. Frank isn't much of a pirate, but he's our first mate. Frank became the first mate by giving everyone on the crew the best blowjobs because it's really hard to jail with peg-leg arms. Also, Frank kind of likes it. Yeah, he's a gay pirate. Get over it. <laughs> Fran- Pride month! <laughs> Pride month, <laughs> Pride month, it's June. Frank had a monkey perch across his shoulder. Also, this is Clappy. Clappy clapped. Classic. <laughs> 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 Alright, kid. Now you met the crew, it's time to show you to your post. He gestured to the crow's nest rigging, which led high above onto the mast, atop which a rounded wooden barrel sat, wide enough for a single soul to sit up there. You got two jobs, kid. The first is to make sure that you call out anything you can from up there—land, enemy ships, rocks that look like boobs, icebergs, you know, boat stuff—but especially Stripper Island. That's where we're going. What? What do we, What's the deal with Stripper Island? Said Jeremy. That's for me to know and you to find out later, kid. <laughs> All right. Said Jeremy. What's the second job? Don't jerk off up there. <laughs> said the captain quickly. All right, lad, up you go. He slapped Jeremy on his scrawny booty cheeks, which were whatever the opposite of dummy thick was. And then I wrote smarty slim. I don't know if that's the opposite of dummy thick. There were smarty slim? Smarty smarty slim butt cheeks, you know. That's good. Yeah, it's in parentheses. It could could not be in there, you know.
0: (laughs) It's now. Parentheses are kind of like uncharted waters. Yeah,
1: speaking of uncharted waters. Um, (laughs) He climbed up the rope using his brawny arms as his peg legs dangled underneath him. As he pulled himself into the barrel, he felt the salty sea air hit his face as he watched his tiny hometown fade over the horizon. He settled into his new station and noticed the rather cummy interior of the barrel, which had obviously not been cleaned since the last man who took the post. Down below, he heard the crew playing a game of Blackbeard Forty Pegs, a game named after one of the most feared female pirates to ever sail the seven seas. She received this name for her dark curly pubes which trailed out of her pirate pantaloons. Oh my god. (laughs) That's the fucking. I got you. Yeah.
0: Ellie's snoring, and she's gonna fuck up our audio. Hey! I love you. I love you. I'd
2: like to clarify that this is a dog dog and not a woman. (laughs) There
1: are no women here, are you? It's a
0: doggy dog world It's a doggy, dog, doggy world.
1: dog world God damn You
0: know he told me once Side note That he for, Like he used to think It wasn't dog eat dog It was a doggy dog world
2: It's a
1: doggy dog world out there Could be both It's doggy dogs Lots of doggy Honestly we
0: should We should put in an emotion To change that saying Yeah
1: dude That shit's whack and outdated <laughs> I mean, It's the last time we saw a Dog eat a dog Never doggy everywhere
0: I honestly I've never seen a doggy to a dog exactly, yeah. exactly. I've seen many doggy dogs
2: <laughs> we should hang out with Michael Vick more <laughs>
1: Just in general. That's, that's definitely not Dude, we gotta cool, get him right? to join the podcast <laughs> Michael, like Michael Vick in the audience
2: yeah we'll be back next time with questions and answers on dog fighting with Michael
1: Vick <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely write a great fantasy fiction story I think god damn <laughs> all right So we we got Blackbeard. They're playing Blackbeard forty pegs. Um, The rumor is on the seven seas, no one has ever seen her clitoris and lived. Yeah, scary. Scary. Don't wanna. Don't. I'm mortified. Yeah, people try.
0: (laughs) I have a very very vivid image in my head. It's a
1: lot. It's a lot of pubes. It's like my quarantine pubes. I don't know. know. (laughs) 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 Sounds like my ass. Yeah. (laughs) Uncomfortably long (laughs) Could be braided If I wanted I've tried Yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ God damn it Um
1: After Okay After a night of plundering booty Like any good pirate would The crew would use A sticky tar Used to patch holes in their boat To attach 40 ounces of grog To their hands and feet And thus Pirate swag was born (laughs) As Jeremy listened to the sounds Of merriment and men With peg legs Attempting to walk On a moving boat With wooden stumps for limbs Attached to bottles of liquor He felt safe (laughs) So so he did what any teenage boy with arms and nowhere to go would do. Remaining vigilant, focusing on the 360-degree skyline water around him, began to polish his mast. No! (laughs) Spank the monkey, if you will. There's
0: only one thing he was told not to do!
1: (laughs) And no, I'm not talking about Clappy. (laughs) (laughs) After Jeremy finished his first of many wank sessions in the crow's nest... He noticed a rocky outcropping and heard the sound of a chorus of female voices singing a faint yet sweet melody that carried on the breeze. And you know, I want to do like a little like... <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Incredible>. <laughs>
1: oh, dude, They got a baritone in there. That's like a big lady. That's, yeah. that's Stephanie.
0: Okay, <laughs> transgender found their way in. <laughs> Okay, we'll cut that. Yeah. No, we know he
1: wants. It's Pride Month. They
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> need more representation. More inclusive. Come on, Trinity sirens. <laughs> Captain, he shouted downwards. Rock straight ahead. He looked down to see almost all the crew lying on their backs or stomachs on the deck of the ship. Two Please fl- tell
0: me it's Stripper Island.
1: Not yet, dude. We're getting there. <laughs> Too slosh to stand. Captain Morgan stabbed his sword arm into the wooden planks and tried to stand. He practically crawled to grab the wheel of the boat, but alas, had trouble steering with bottles attached to his hands, as well as trouble standing with bottles on his feet. Don't drink and sail, kids, he said to the camera as the boat helplessly began to scrape against rocks and shit. <laughs> you're good. Suddenly, you're good. Exactly what you're, good. you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Don't worry, guys, We'll buff out those scratches. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, everything went silent and the singing began again. It went like this. Hey boys, let me eat that ass like a hobbit eats second breakfast. <laughs> don't stop, don't stop. <laughs> a group of sirens pulled their scaly but still incredibly sexy bodies onto the rocks adjacent to the boat as it sailed by. <laughs> Bro, you, hey
0: you didn't tell me I was going to be getting a boner after this. <laughs> Not There's, that I am.
1: This, I mean, it's fine, I have one. <laughs> I don't know the whole time I was writing this. <laughs> this is like the horniest story I think I've wrote, too. All right, Just anyway. It's yeah. so <laughs> We can do intercourse, outer course, obstacle courses, you name it, she said, as she took off her clamshell bra. Holy fuck, I want to be that clam, said Humpy the sailor. If I had a dick, I'd be so hard right now, said Lumpy, as his eyes turned to dinner plates and he began to try to stand up and crawl off the deck of the ship.
0: But isn't his dick always hard?
1: I suppose it kind of is. <laughs> But, like, it'd be harder. I don't know how. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Luckily for Jeremy, his post-nut clarity protected him from the siren spell. I knew jerking off was the move he thought to himself for the fourth time that day. (laughs) (laughs) He climbed down the rope ladder and tried to block one of the crew members who was drunkenly trying to crawl over the side of the ship. Get out of my dick's way, he shouted as he tried to stick his peg legs into the deck and claw his way forward. Jeremy watched as he tried to get himself over the side of the boat's railings, simply flopping against the side of the boat, incapable of falling to his sexy yet wet demise. Looking around, they saw almost every other crew member having the same struggle.
3: <laughs>
1: Dude, this fucking 40, man. <laughs> Looking around. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> uh, good, that's good. That made it worse. If only we were
2: videotaping. Oh, no. Uh, Shane has spilled his 40 all over himself (laughs) As he too struggles against the power of the liquor All all that
1: happened is I fell to my sexy yet wet demise (laughs) 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 Looking around they saw almost every other crew member having the same struggle Incapable of getting off the boat They yelled in horny agony Jeremy noticed the first mate Frank sitting on a barrel Also unaffected by the siren song and womanly curves Their mind he shouted at the sirens Throwing empty glass bottles at the scaly sexy seducers The sirens watched the hot, drunken mess of loomless sailors struggle for a few minutes as the winds carried the boat through the cove. "'You won't be able to use your legs when we're done with ye lasses!' shouted one of the drunken crew members. "'We don't have any legs either,' said the sirens, obviously frustrated Pouty, lashing her tail in the water. The sirens got bored and watched the drunken Special Olympic display unfold before them as they sulked back into the depths. The boat sailed ever forward with the wind as the sailors began to regain their senses. They sailed past the giant squid that starred in All the Hentai, as well as an entrepreneur. <laughs>
0: what's his name? <laughs>
1: Bukake Jones. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bukake Jones. Yes! Crossover! Crossover That's canon. Um, as well yeah. as an <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as well as an entrepreneurial sperm whale who would suck whale dick for money with a sign that read, The Archie blows. <laughs> Have you guys even seen whale teeth? That shit sounds fire. <laughs> Jeremy returned to his post above and vigilantly looked for a towering lighthouse that Captain Morgan had told him about. A salty tear rolled down Captain Morgan's seaman's eye as he stepped his peg foot off the boat and onto the sandy shore. The booty be inside the tower, he shouted to the men. Onwards! You could practically taste the boob sweat in the air as the crew summited the island's peaks. Suddenly, the ground began to shake and a colossal blue serpent emerged from the coastline, making it rain in a way that none of the sailors had planned. Hiss the serpent very Dude, deep voice. I'm very aroused Yeah you should be She's hot as fuck She's like, <laughs> I wanted to have her like Have six C serpent titties But I do not want to like Steal your whole six titties What about seven guy.
0: C serpent titties She
1: had seven C serpent titties That's canon <laughs> <laughs> <You're kidding. laughs> That's one, I won up to you uh, <laughs> Literally <laughs> Ye salty dogs Must pay the cover charge If ye want to enter Captain Morgan Seaman Step forward what be the fee, O oh Great Serpent, he asked with resolve in his voice and a boner in his pants. <laughs> Admission costs an arm and a leg each, said the sea serpent as it coiled around the tower blocking the entrance with his tail. An awkward silence fell over the crowd. The men looked around at their wooden limbs, dumbfounded. Everyone looked at Jeremy's two arms and then to Clappy the monkey. Everyone did some quick math on their fingers. Stop, you fools. Wait, wait, stop, stop. What fingers?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ha ha
1: ha ha! I knew I was gonna make a fucking plot hole somewhere, bro. That's incredible. They're wooden
0: fingers? Some like, quick on, math:
1: one plus one. No, no, no. All we gotta do is say it. that
0: their like peg hands have like hands.
1: No, I think they're just like blumps, bro. They're like stubby. But <laughs> <laughs> you count to That's two. That's not what you're
0: supposed to say at a time like this, dude.
1: I fucked up. That's the part of the, the inebriation we talked about in the beginning. Exactly. Mistakes. Are they did some really quick math on their stubby fingers. It's it's like you know you know it's not a lot of math. Two, All you gotta do is cut your peg into five different parts. <laughs> Dude, th- we don't have that kind of science here. <laughs> this is medieval times, bro. I don't know. Like, just,
2: they just performed a field amputation on
1: this <laughs> that's, no. that's medieval science at work, bro. Yeah. Goddamn. Um, everyone looked at Jeremy's two arms, well Okay. Stop, you fools. This isn't how this is going to go down, commanded the captain. His words shaking the crew from their thoughts of betrayal. The sea serpent did some sweet stripper moves, using the tower as a stripper pole. If snakes had butt cheeks, that shit would be jiggling. <laughs> uh, oh, mighty serpent, there must be some other way, pleaded the captain. That is the cost to enter. Leave before I eat what's left of you sorry, scalawags. Captain, it seems battle may be our only option, said Frank. Should I bring your red pants? Perhaps the brown. I know you're saving the white pants for later. Actually, said Captain Morgan Seaman, my ass is sweating up a storm, I shall wear no pants for this battle. <laughs> <laughs> his pantaloons tore away like a tracksuit.
3: <laughs> the
1: sea serpent saw this as a challenge and puffed its cobra-like frills out and hissed. Jeremy was terrified, but he thought back to the boy he was only yesterday sitting on those docks, unable to throw any sweet jumping kicks or stand on his own. But now was not the time for fear. Jeremy moved quickly, ripping two of the forty ounce bottles out of the hands of a nearby crewmate from the night before his debauchery. He smashed the bottles together, breaking them against each other. He lunged forward with all the strength he could muster with his new peg legs and stabbed the bottles into the sea serpent's flesh. This is why I'm on the crew, thought Jeremy, because I can climb. He pulled the bottles free one at a time, stabbing them back in higher, using them as handle to pull himself up onto the creature. Release the crackheads hissed the serpent. The door to the tower swung open and a bunch of crackhead strippers flowed out in G strings and micro bikinis.
3: Gotcha.
1: <laughs> the crew was petrified. As the drug-empowered strippers began to suffocate the crew members with our fat assets, Captain Morgan narrowly avoided a big booty stripper charging booty hole first towards him. (laughs) There will be time for strippers later. Now was the time for action. He slid through the commotion through the open door the strippers had emerged from and came face to face with his arch nemesis, Stairs. (laughs) Flights and flights of them, the bane of his existence. Now was the time for strength. He was the captain after all. Up flights and flights of stairs he wobbled, as fast as his pegwigs could carry him. As he reached the top and opened a trap door that led outwards onto the roof, there sat Jeremy, face to face with the sea serpent. The sea serpent winded and grinded its tail around Jeremy, binding him in place. Jeremy was face to face with death, and he knew it. The serpent opened its mom, prepared to devour the kid whole. He gulped and closed his eyes. You want to do a gulp affecting one? <laughs> He's <laughs> not <laughs> deep-throating the serpent, bro. There's only
0: one type of gulping I'm familiar
1: with. It's Pride Month, As we said earlier, spitters yep. <laughs> are quitters. <of> <laughs> but death did not strike just yet. A saber, rusted by the salty air and years of battle, sliced through the air, cutting deep into the tail of the serpent and freeing Jeremy from its grasp. As the serpent lunged, Captain Morgan stood between the serpent and its prey. Jeremy watched as the captain was enveloped in the mouth of the beast. The serpent seemed to smile in delight. A muffled flintlock pistol broke the silence. The serpent's head blew open. The stripper serpent shuddered and even possibly twerked a little bit as its body began to uncoil around a tower it had once used for a pole. As it unraveled, the captain's trifled hat fell from the serpent's mouth as it, too, plummeted to the earth below. Jeremy stood in shock but knew his captain needed him. He opened the trap door and started to descend the stairs, mostly by falling a few steps at a time, head over feet. As he reached the bottom face first, he rushed out of the tower. He saw both the pirate crew and crackhead strippers alike standing, looking into the mouth of the serpent, where a man lay, bruised and bloodied. Everyone stood solemn. The battle was over. With the sea serpent defeated, the crackhead strippers had nothing to fight for. The captain spoke out, My loyal crew. Some may say you're only half men because of what you lack in limbs, but what you lack in arms and legs, you make up for
3: with courage.
1: He coughed up blood. Captain, there's something I need to tell you, said Jeremy. What is it, kid? He asked through painstaking effort. I J O'd in the crow's nest. <laughs> Jeremy admitted. Is now the time?
3: <laughs>
1: I know, kid. They always do. <laughs> Now go get your dicks twerked on for me, wooden or otherwise. That's an order from your captain. Captain, you can't die, said Jeremy. Don't you see, kid? I made it to Stripper Island. That's all I've ever wanted. I always thought I was cursed to sail the seven seas, never to find this place. But now, now I'm here, I'm free. I am Captain Morgan Freeman. He smiled and died in that order. The crew sat and stood there. Before Clappy the Monkey picked up the captain's trifold hat and climbed atop Jeremy's shoulders, placing it upon his head. And thus, the legend of Captain Kid began. That night, everyone got twerked on, and even Clappy clapped some cheeks. The end.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you
1: guys. Yeah. Morgan Organ free man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Blew me away. Thanks, man. Everybody, no one needs to go relieve their bladder or drink nope. a lot more 40 and I'm... Then spill it all over the fucking place. I might take
1: a <laughs> corona real quick. Oh wait! You know what we never did? You guys never named my story. <laughs> oh, oh, bro, stripper island. Stripper island. Stripper island and the serpent and the pole.
0: This is <laughs> stripper go- island and the seven tittied serpent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to say yo to the
0: hose. <laughs> but no, nobody ever went to seven titty fuck mountain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> seven titty fuck tower. <laughs>
0: Crackhead strippers.
2: It's funny because I met a girl in college who was exactly what you described, and that was who I pictured this whole time. No,
1: literally, like, they're, that is a real archetype of people. Yeah, man. dude,
2: my friend finger-banged her in a party on a
1: couch in front of everyone. That's, her, her, that's her, her, her average Tuesday party. night. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's a Tuesday night for a crackhead She stripper. showed
2: up the next day wearing the same exact tiny bikini that she wore to a Halloween party, but the only thing that was different was her knees were covered in dirt from getting <laughs> a, <laughs> a blowjob in the front yard of a random house two doors down.
1: Dude, just fucking... <laughs> (laughs) on display like a Christmas fucking decoration.
0: Okay. All, right. All right. The final story of the night I'm so excited For the prompt Sea Serpents and Towers It's called The Serpent of Malarok. Malarok. Part There's four parts Just be prepared is, it, This is a Brandon Sanderson I will, book though. I will try very hard and honestly if we need to We can do it in two parts But part one is called penis hunting
1: <laughs> <laughs> How any good story
0: starts <laughs> Black waves crashed against the sharp cliffs of Malarok while a small elvish fisherman sat quietly on the shore, sucking on his own dick. (laughs) Off in the distance, a sleek rider on horseback approached, bearing the silver tree of the Forgotten Brotherhood, a clan of famously badass warlock priests. While their practices consisted mostly of playing old board games while simultaneously never getting laid, they were most revered for their ability to slay monsters. They were respected as fierce warriors in the civilized lands of Bongstone, but this was no such place. Fair sir, how dost the eve please you? Would you happen to... Oh, God, what in the name of all that is holy Jesus fuck, my lord, dost thou suckest on thine own penis? <laughs> dost thou suckest
2: on thine own penis? <laughs> you want to know,
0: we're sixty seconds in and four
2: dick jokes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the priest shouted in disgust, his long white beard flailing in the ocean wind. The slimy elf spit out his dick and cast a narrow gaze throughout the priest's broad figure. Damn, dude. Who the fuck do you think you are, then, coming up to me on a Tuesday and judging me for love and life?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just love and life, dude.
3: Live, laugh, love. (laughs)
0: The priest raised an eyebrow in astonishment and responded whilst averting his gaze from the elf's crotchless leggings. You call us this loving life, young sod. Have you no fear for the judgment of the gods? From whence dost thou hither? What the fuck are you even saying, dude? Like, if you're asking me for a blowjob, I accept. I just gotta warn ya. The last guy was not ready for my strong mouth and first-class <laughs> throat control. Couple that with my unwillingness to ever stop sucking on wieners for any reason, and well, to put it lightly, disagreements may arise. Responded to the <laughs> Elfling. <laughs> what? Man? Oh, by the gods, no, I just wanted but to ask of thy name and title and possibly glean some information. I am called Belladorf the Strait. I have church business in these lands and am unable to return until my baron's oath hath been fulfilled. <laughs> well, my name is Surprise Blowjob Steve. <laughs> or just just Steve, if you like. I come from a shitty little sea town two miles south of here called Fishadelphia. However, I'm not allowed around town anymore. You see, I'm a far better sucker of peen than a catcher of fish. So my clan has sent me on a walkabout of sorts. But with less soul searching and more dick
1: sucking, you can <laughs> catch my balls. What's the difference? <laughs> this is a this is a written gay porno. Yo, <laughs> for real. Wait, so surprise blowjob Steve must uh, have gotten Steve, that name. Just Steve. Just Steve. <laughs> you're, yeah, he you got that name obviously from giving someone a blowjob they weren't ready for. <laughs> Several we all <laughs> The
0: priest Belladorf paused for a moment then cautiously continued. Well, Steve. Although thine appearance and blasphemous tongue displeases my civilized sensibilities, I must ask asketh of thee some information. I have been contracted by the Royal Church of Camelot to investigate reports of a sea beast of unequal terror and reputation said to roameth the waters along these very shores. Would thou be inclined to lendeth me thine hearings? I'd rather lendeth your dick into my mouth than <laughs> the same <to> you <laughs> You must speaketh of such things no more, Elfling. I will not be solicited into unholy acts with a commoner such as thee. If thou hast no intentions of aid, then I ask thee, tell me now and be done with it. No dick of wine will layeth inside thy mouth if I can help it. <laughs> Belladorf sat up straight and proud in his black leather saddle, his grey eyes flashing with fury. Oh, whether you like it or not, I can guarantee that dick will be inside my mouth by the end of the hour. These things are not entirely optional with me, if the name did not give it away. <laughs> Bellador scoffed bitterly, his left hand coming to rest on the hilt of his longsword. Tread cautiously, young sot. I am no mere traveling priest. I am a conscripted slayer of monsters and do not prefer to be threatened with unwanted oral sluppery. <laughs> well, let me put it this way. "'If you do not allow me to engage in oral sloppery upon thy living penis, as you would say, "'then I'd be happy to devour your deck hole once you're fucking dead, dude.'
3: <laughs> <laughs> "'And
0: what makes thee think thou hast the ability to best me in a contest, "'let alone force me into such an unspeakable act of heresy?' Well, "'I can't force you to.' "'Steve spoke cleanly, meeting the eyes of Belladorf without hesitation. "'But you said yourself you're looking for a sea beast.' Well, you're in luck, my friend. I happen to be the only person in the realm to know of her exact behaviors, her movements, her diet, her attitude towards loud priests with tiny dicks and long pubes. <laughs> How does he know?
3: <laughs>
0: Elodor scoffed again. And you think I would be willing to trade my honor for thy knowledge? You are sadly mistaken. I wasn't finished, Steve continued. I also know when she is asleep, when she is awake, when she's hungry, and most importantly, when she's horny, the elf rose to his feet slowly, <laughs> then brought his hands to his mouth. And I know of her name. O oh, Freya! The priest gulped in fear as the water on the shore began to swell with a slow but powerful motion. He tried to steady his horse as the crashing waves began to spatter heavily across the rocks. What is this foul magic? Dost thou wish to turneth me away in fear? I wield the light of Sarintal, the blade that slayed the rexicon beast. I fear none but God himself. The priest drew his silver longsword and held it towards the sky triumphantly. The hilt was wrapped in copper wiring, and the blade emitted a soft green light. Belladorf wielded the weapon with obvious mastery and experience.
1: That is the coolest sword ever, dude. I literally wrote in my sword, I'm like, don't forget to describe how cool the swords are, and I never did it once. And you're just like, the coolest sword ever, here you go. Continue.
0: Suddenly and without warning, an enormous serpent of the sea erupted from the ocean, its massive dripping form rising more than 50 feet above Belladorf's horrified gaze. Its skin was coated in thick red scales that reflected the setting sun quite brilliantly against the dark brackish water. The priest horse bucked violently as it turned towards the forest in retreat, throwing Bellador from his saddle to the hard stone ground. He scurried quickly to his feet and watched as his horse disappeared full gallop into the trees. As he turned, every muscle in his body became cold with terror. The quick lashes of the mighty snake's slender tongue flashed through the night as it curiously tasted the ocean air. Bellador finally met the serpent's glowing black eyes, and he cautiously lifted his sword once again. By the power given to me by God and the royal church, I entreat thee to cast it away thine presence. I command thee to leave these waters un- before the priest could finish barking, the serpent's jaws shot towards Belladorf with impossible blinding speed. Belladorf dodged to his right and swung his sword wildly, but it shattered into a dozen silver shards as or it connected harshly with the snake's colossal No, fangs. the cool
1: sword! Already?
0: It's destroyed!
3: <laughs>
0: her enormous mouth engulfed the mighty warlock's torso, and she tore him from the earth with ease, lifting her precious holy snack skyward. She wriggled his ragdoll body about much like a wolf would a dead squirrel. Eventually, the bottom half of Bellador's body separated gruesomely and fell next to Steve, who eyes jumped with morbid delight.
1: <laughs> Holy fuck! He just killed him like that?
0: One head for me and one head for you, Freya. Oh! My God.
1: oh! Dude, they're working together!
0: Steve giggled as he talked. Pleasure doing business as always. I told him his wiener would be mine. <laughs> I
2: just want to point out, this is the second recording in a row that has been some necro shit. Hey, yo. <laughs> always necro shit. Yo, why do we
1: always go there? What's wrong with us? The serpent cast,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the serpent cast her fearsome gaze on the yell for a moment while licking her lips, then seemed to relax. She dove deep into the blackness of the ocean as the autumn sun finally sank beneath the water. Steve tended to the spoils of his clever trick As he had dozens of times throughout the last month To various careless travelers and monster hunters the like Little did he know That far away in the city of Cumalot A pair of monster-slaying, badass motherfuckers Named Hendrick Stormfeather and Magnus Hammercock Were about to get gangbanged by a bunch of goblin hookers <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cool names, but holy fuck They got a rough night ahead of them End of part one Part two <laughs> I, I need to talk about that Wait, hold the fuck up <laughs> This man's just sitting here sucking his own dick, waiting for it to come by so we can suck their necro half disembodied dicks. Remember his name? The surprise, surprise blowjob, blow Steve. Well, no, no his surprised. name is not
0: surprise blowjob. It's surprise blowjob steve Well, okay well
1: no one's surprised they're dead, it's dead. it should be dead blowjob steve i, mean, if I was killed and then my
0: dead dick was sucked i'd be surprised
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'd be surprised for a lot of reasons i'd be sitting up there in heaven and
2: be like yo the fuck is do sucking on my dick dude it's like surprise necrophilia steve do you think
1: you can feel your dick getting sucked in heaven uh, i bet it's uh, even only better. one way to
0: find out
1: <laughs> who's got a knife no 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 no
0: <laughs> Alright, ready for part two? I think so. I hope part so. two. A proper dick slapping. <laughs> I'm not ready anymore. <laughs> okay, now that all that bullshit's out of the way, let me just tell you a thing or two about Magnus fucking Hammercock. I would be remiss if I didn't immediately mention how flexible and unspeakably massive Magnus' dick was, as it was by far his most infamous quality, although his prowess as a bounty hunter was all but unequaled. Let's just say this dude's dick was so big... No man or woman had ever seen it in it's entirety.
1: (laughs) You need multiple photos of that shit.
0: (laughs) They'd only captured glimpses and angles that could merely suggest it's true size. You may think I am exaggerating. He had once been ordered by the king's historians to have the dimensions of his erect member documented in the royal archives, but the transcriber's fingers stopped working before he could finish the painstaking dick racing. (laughs) It was rumored they had used up tens of thousands of pages of royal parchment before the scribe's wrists gave out, though Magnus himself disputes this. (laughs) His legendary cock was not something he was born with but instead the result of an almost terribly unfortunate accident involving a shady mage from Shmexico and a black market penis potion that Magnus had been told would give him a third testicle, something (laughs) he had dreamt of since he was a boy.
1: (laughs) We all have dreams. He got the Afro potion.
0: (laughs) What the mage had forgotten to mention was that you were supposed to take the potion in small doses over several months. (laughs) Magnus had finished it in a few large gulps resulting in unquestionably the most massively happy accident to ever occur in the mountain town of Kamalat, <laughs> if not the entire realm of Bongstone.
1: That potion should be marketed very differently. <laughs> it- <laughs>
0: The specifics of the initial transformation are debated by the handful of witnesses who observed the incident, but they all agreed that it had looked excruciatingly painful. After a few weeks of extreme discomfort, in which merely the act of sitting down on a toilet to poop seemed to Magnus an impossible challenge, <laughs> Magnus began to train his dick for long hours each night to become more maneuverable, accurate, and less cumbersome.
3: <laughs> oh <my Both> God. <laughs>
0: Most importantly, he eventually learned how to retract his member into a more manageable size. Over the years, Magnus had accumulated a copious amount of experience in the skill sleight of Dick, which I'm sure most of you can picture but will never truly understand. <laughs> his penis could bend, lift, throw, retract, and whip forth with the speed of a hummingbird's wings. On his best days, a perfectly executed Dick slap was enough to crush an orc's skull. On his worst, he could still easily deflect a crossbow bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Along with being the most dangerous weapon Magnus wielded It was also his greatest tool <laughs> He wasn't called Hammercock for nothing He was known to frequently assemble masterworks of carpentry Solely with the power of his rock-hard shaft <laughs> oh But he God. wasn't out begging every thirsty maiden in a two-mile radius simultaneously oh, Just like Jesus
1: <laughs> Simultaneously, like, comes out of one and goes into another <laughs> Incredible uh,
0: Other than that, he was a pretty reasonable dude With a bit of a temper and a badass mohawk
1: Nice.
3: No, uh, Max's
0: sidekick, Hendrick Stormfeather, on the other hand, was a quirky, intelligent bard from across the sea. He had shoulder length golden white hair and a pleasingly sharp symmetrical face. Easy to look at, even harder to fuck, his stepsister had once said.
1: Sweet home Alabama.
0: Since nobody had yet to see Hendrix dick except for himself, and of course his bird priest, I will refrain from attempting to describe it here, but let's be real, it was probably tiny.
3: No,
1: comparatively, yeah. His true
0: name wasn't really Stormfeather, but his birth name Hendrickson Featherbutt just didn't have quite the same ring to it. His island home of Gobblespire was a small, peaceful nation populated exclusively by fuckboys and thirsty whores alike. Their religion was based on the teachings of ancient bird law, focusing on the glories of musical sex and magical turkeys. He had left eight months prior to travel the world and find inspiration for his musical masterpiece so that he could finally come home, fuck some bitches, and be accepted as a man. In his native goblist culture, a man was not allowed to own property until he successfully seduced at least fifteen
1: thirsty hoes. <laughs> you look like you don't remember writing that. <laughs> <laughs> this was surely thirteen. That's a lot. Fifth, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> this was surely not going to
0: happen to Hendrik unless his musical notoriety increased substantially. As his chest was tiny and his game was weak, oh, so yeah. far chicks had not been vibing with his fluffy island melodies nor were they forgiving of his lack of swagger. Therefore, his dick remained forever dry until the day his tracks slapped hard enough to make the shorties get low or something. Like that <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> that was incredible. Knows. That was so
2: good. Everyone knows, if you want to get laid, get rich and famous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the only one so far to appreciate his music was Magnus' own hammercock. They had found out quite accidentally one night at a local festival that the soothing sounds of Hendrix's harp, while unable to hortify the ladies were astonishingly effective at calming Magnus's infrequent yet devastating unintentional boners.
1: <laughs> he can whisper to the fucking dick, dude.
0: Which for him were impossible to conceal and often lethal to the innocent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Casualties, bro. Oh no. Oh my god. To
0: Hendrik's surprise, Magnus had invited him to join the party as a clear and obvious sidekick the next morning, offering 25% of the profit from his various bounties. Hendrik accepted the offer immediately, hoping to emulate Magnus' legendary game while making a little coin on the side. Other than his dark silver harp, Hendrik brought with him a sidekick of his own. An emotional support antelope he had
1: named... (laughs) This is the big secret, by the way. (laughs) This is the shit you weren't going to tell me.
0: (laughs) An emotional support antelope he had named Little Peep. (laughs) Hendrick was pretty sure Little Peep was actually, literally retarded. <laughs> but he honestly didn't know enough about antelopes to be sure.
1: <laughs> actually, literally retarded. Just not retarded figuratively. No, no.
0: He had won him in a suspiciously easy musical duel back in Gobblespire, and <laughs> he had suspected was lost on purpose just to get rid of the poor thoughtless fuzzball. He had fallen deeply attached to the little guy, and now was never seen without his trusty miniature antelope at his side. He and Magnus have been traveling together for two span now and had only recently begun to really enjoy each other's company before they had been ambushed by the horde of goblin wenches I mentioned earlier. This is where we find them now, trapped in the highest room of the shittiest tower in all of Camelot. And be prepared. Lots of dick jokes ahead. Was that the a whole thing reference? is just dick jokes.
1: <laughs> dude, that was a Shrek reference? Dude, I love it.
0: Here's why I have my parentheses. that says Control-F for Dick's Cocks, Penis, and Shaft.
1: Alright, so, a little context. We were writing our stories the other night, and we Control-F'd how many times the word dick came up in our story. And I think I had around 16... And Connor I had, have
0: 61.
1: <laughs> he, so he's added around 10 since last night. which is, is
0: cock, 38.
1: Well, <laughs> oh y- you know, there's different forms and sizes and shapes. Penis? Yeah, I think I used cock the most. Only 10 yeah.
0: penises.
1: Dicks come in different sizes, much like Oedipus' mom, <laughs> right? I have uh, 16 shafts. They come in many shapes and sizes, just like Oedipus came in his mom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> Get the shit off my balls, you envious stanky whores exclaimed Magnus as he struggled against the might of three dozen gross naked goblins. They pushed against each other, piling up in a sloppy, rambling mob along the spiraling stairs of Camelot's east, east Tower, their arms grasping and yanking at his clothes. "'Dick! Dick!' <laughs> the goblins chanted as they continued to push against one another, stumbling towards Magnus's legendary hammercock. <laughs> oh, "'Oh, fuck, dude! They're going for my belt!' God damn it, Hendrick, do something! I will not die in this tower, not like this. What the fuck do you want me to do? Sing to them? Where is the city guard? Hendrik squealed as he nimbly avoided several tiny hands desperately grasping towards his trousers. You're the one with the legendary hammercock. You do something about these coin fuckers. I fucking can't. They've got some sort of ancient cock-blocking spell going on. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> Dick.
3: Dick.
0: <laughs> the magic chanting grew louder. <laughs> Hendrik dodged past a pair of skakes and frantically looked around the upper room of the tower for anything that could break the goblins' focus. Goblin whores worked differently than most working women in Bongstone as they were unspeakably disgusting to look at and actually had to pay (laughs) others to fuck them. All the goblin males had been sent off to fight in the Battle of Darkstone Keep a few years back and very few returned, leaving the many widowed goblin females to roam the realm without purpose. Their cockthirsty ways, combined with their unfuckable nature, caused them to sometimes form mobs such as this one. Wandering across the mountains like a horde of mindless thirsty zombies until they caught the scent of balls in the air.
1: <laughs> it is an so easy to smell to catch. <laughs> <laughs> if Magnus had
0: not been so well endowed, then they never would have been ambushed in the first place. Certainly not by such a large number of stank wenches as this in the middle of the second largest city in all of Bongstone. Suddenly, Little Peep popped into view, and without thinking, Hender scooped up his little pal and hurled him antlers first into a sandwich <laughs> chopping closest to Magnus's groin.
1: Are we just the rude Little Peep like that, bro? <laughs> What's uh-huh. Little Peep squealed
0: in thoughtless delight as his twisty antlers skewered the disgusting hooker bitch through the eyelids.
1: <laughs> bro, <laughs> he likes it. Of course.
0: The <laughs> other wenches hesitated for a moment and turned a glance toward the direction of the antelope thrower, giving Magnus a brief but important opportunity. It was only a slight moment, but just enough time for Magnus to plan out a carefully choreographed 31 dick-winch spiraling downward takedown move. (laughs)
1: 31? Magnus closed his (laughs)
0: eyes. Magnus closed his eyes and focused his strength towards his groin. Sometimes all you can do is dick-slap your way out. (laughs) Magnus's studded leather sheathed member erupted from his crotch hole gaining a muffled gasp of allure from the goblin mob as they tried to refocus their chant suddenly the mighty shaft bent in the middle and Magnus began helicoptering his dick around quite, spe- quite spectacularly as he spun his hips from side to side smacking bitches left and right <laughs> while slowly working his way down the stairs at first the stink witches seemed excited <laughs> Until they realized that Magnus' dick was dealing ferocious lethal blows, crushing skulls and shattering ribs. Magnus' brow began to bead with sweat as he struggled to maintain his balance in this newly invented battle stance row after row of goblins fell as they rushed Magnus with increased vigor Magnus proceeded to systematically cock-slap all 31 stinky bitches to death or mortal injury within 18 incredible seconds. I will just pause for a moment to let you all attempt to imagine that
2: <laughs> Dude, hold a Nat 20 dick strength
0: <laughs> It's bludgeoning damage <laughs> Side note, Magnus later Named this dance the cock apocalypse. <laughs> Damn, Magnus. Seriously, bro, that was metal. Is your dick gonna be okay after that? Like, doesn't that shit hurt? That sounds <laughs> kind Henrik, of painful. As he gently removed his antelope's horns from a goblin's skull. <laughs> My dick is fine. It hurt like a bitch and never ask me a question like that again. Magnus
1: replied, I don't want to talk about it. As he skillfully withdrew
0: his shaft and zipped up his fly. How does the. Never mind, let's get the fuck out of this fucking shitty tower. The pair climbed down the remaining steps to find a dozen members of the city guard rounding the street corner as they exited. HALT! Have a cock! An authoritative voice called. What is the meaning of all this screaming of dick? Have you been visiting the liberal arts college again? <laughs> no, Captain Maximus. I learned my lesson there last time, I assure you. However... I might ask what you were doing while me and Hendrik were getting Loki key sexual assaulted up here. <laughs> we just got jumped by a few dozen of the most cock-thirsty dick wenches I've ever seen. Would you mind explaining how a horde so large managed to get past the gates and ambush me and Hendrik? Easy now, boy. I've just come from the east gates in haste. We discovered two of our posted guardsmen dead not ten minutes ago, apparently suffocated to death by teeny-titty smothering. We oh. came right away, but hey, you seem to have met it just fine here on your own, replied Pussimus Maximus, the high watchman of East Cumalot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Getting smothered by tiny titties sounds awful and difficult. Scared and horny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared and horny. We hurry. almost
0: fucking died, and poor little Peep here was forced to kill for the first time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> his first blood.
0: He was Do excited he, about it. Yeah.
1: He seemed like he enjoyed himself. Do
0: you know the emotional toll that can have on an antelope? And they're <laughs> his back. He glanced at little peep who was busy humping a small
3: boulder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do apologize for any and all emotional trauma rendered upon thine furry little friend. I would be happy to discuss a potential reward in light of thine efforts. Better be fucking generous, Pussimus. I'm bloody tired now, after all that dick slapping, and I'll be out of commission for the next few days at least. I wouldn't expect you to understand, Pussimus. Your dick couldn't lift a handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Careful now, young bounty hunter. Hendrik, let's go get a fucking drink, Magnus snorted. Finally, replied Hendrik as they turned southwards. They saw a riderless black horse trotting wearily into the city. It bore the signs of many days without food or rest, along with the sigil of the silver tree of the Forgotten Brotherhood. Magnus recognized it immediately as the steed of the esteemed monster hunter Beldorf the Strait. He had been dispatched by the royal church to church a week prior for a secret mission. So, Magnus whispered. Hendrik, old belladorp the lame finally got his ass handed to him. About time. Looks like an opportunity might have just fallen onto our dicks. You mean you mean into our laps? Asked Hendrik. How is that not the same thing? <laughs>
1: I see no difference.
0: <laughs> Bring that horse to me immediately! Barked High Watchman Pussimus Maximus as he made his way hastily through the growing crowd. Pussimus calmed down the obviously malnourished black stallion and retrieved a piece of white parchment from the rear saddlebags. I'll be fucked in the mouth. It's a regal contract <laughs> of the first degree.
1: A common saying in the land.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree to your reward, Pussimus. I'll take the horse contract off your hands and we can call this whole dick wench debacle behind us. Either that or I could take my cock ways elsewhere. Bagus storted with an eerie grin. Out of the question, my dear boy This is church business I am bound by honor to report this to the Forgotten Brotherhood immediately By elsewhere, to clarify, I mean the Liberal Arts College, I hear your niece stays In the West Hall
1: (laughs) By the gods, no! (laughs) He knows where his niece is Leave my
0: niece's ass alone (laughs) (laughs) That poor lass will grow to Forever overestimate the prowess of man If you are to reveal yourself to her (laughs) Fuck it! (laughs) <laughs> I pretend I never saw poor De- Belladorf's abandoned steed this evening giving you a head start on an enormous contract, and you pretend not to mention the whole goblin slippery skank seas and passing through my defenses. What do you say, old cockhammer? I say if it weren't considered gay, I'd rip your ass apart with my dick just to humiliate you. <laughs> but since I'm definitely straight as fuck and you are admittedly a relatively hairless and attractive man, I will refrain from swinging my hammer crock anywhere near your shithole, even with pure intentions in the most heterosexual of ways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that, but it sounds like we are in agreement.
1: <laughs> Dude, wait, wasn't that last guy's name straight earlier, and he still got his dick sucked? North is and- straight. <laughs> yeah, nothing goes here, bro. If you're straight as fuck, you'll still get your dick sucked. i side. made
0: you mean surprise blowjob Steve. <laughs> <laughs> "'You have two days before I inform the church "'and the contract becomes open to public bounty.' Magnus made a rude gesture towards the guardsman "'as he and Hendrik made their way over to the Sweaty Tate, "'the city's best shitty bar. <laughs>
3: "'What's
0: the Forgotten Brotherhood?' asked Hendrik "'as the pair settled down at their regular booth "'in the back corner of the Smoky Tavern.' Bunch of stinky old dickheads who get to steal the best bounties right from under the rest of us because they believe in God and couldn't fuck a bitch to save their lives. (laughs) Sound like my kind of company. That's not a good thing, (laughs) Hendrik. Sorry, I don't mean to make light of your misfortune. My dick is just tired from the day's escapades and it has put me in a rather sour mood. I won't be able to fuck a bitch for a week at least. As a friend, though, I think your time as a virgin must come to an end if we are to be successful in this endeavor. I can't have a dry cock such as yourself in my company when the shooting starts. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: shooting? I don't Too know, topical. Magnus.
0: The holes just aren't interested in me. My harp songs don't slap. They sure do slap. At least, they slap my dick into sleep, which is more valuable to me than you may ever know. What about the waitress over here? Tabitha! The thirsty elven bard made approached the duo's table. She was tall for an elf chick, but still definitely adequately full of chest and thick of thigh. <laughs> Magnus shot Hendrik a desperate look that didn't imply anything close to shoot your shot. Instead, it seemed to say, play a cock melody on your harp immediately, or someone will die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, call my boner immediately.
0: (laughs) Hendrix swiftly recognized Magnus' signal, leapt to his feet, withdrew his harp from its case, and began to play. Oh, dear ladies, come here and see. Poor old Magnus does not just need to pee. His dick is solid, and his strength is fit. But if he don't calm down, he just might kill a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Hendrik, that was cool. Tabitha said oh, as he's she tackled the giggle. He's in. Oh, um, yes, quite, quite sublime of you to approach and say to me such a genuinely sparky thing. Oh no, his face paling in disgust. Might I say, Tabitha, your titties are looking quite neat this evening. Neat?
1: (laughs) Everyone knows the dude
2: who pulls out a guitar at a party gets laid. (laughs) Might
0: I inquire if you would allow me to perhaps lift them up gently in my hands? Does it work? Not in your dreams, turkey boy. (laughs) I wouldn't let you lick my kneecaps, let alone lightly (laughs) bat around my knockers.
1: What if the kneecaps were dirty,
0: though? (laughs) Magnus, on the other hand, you're welcome to bat them around quite roughly. And, and I shall, I shall,
3: unfortunately.
0: <laughs> the old hammer is going to be out of commission for a few days. You see, I cockslapped 31 bitches to... We saved the city, is what he meant to say. And he needs rest. Right, anyways, any rough tiddly handling from me will have to wait. We are here for a serious business discussion, but I'll take four flagons of dark ale. Hendrik here will take anything that might make him forget how much of a bitch he is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you say tiddly? No. <laughs> he
0: totally said tiddly.
1: did I? But i it's like Ned Flanders from Simpsons. Good thing we've recorded.
0: <laughs> tiddly. <laughs>
1: Say titties real quick. Titties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Hendrick, that was the worst fucking game I've ever seen from you in a while. What's the matter? Are you gay? <laughs> I'm not gay, Magnus! Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's June, after all. <laughs> Anyways, we have more important things to discuss. What does the contract say? <laughs> this shit says that Belladorf was hunting a sea serpent said to roam the waters north of Philadelphia along the coast of Malarok. I mean, why is that important to us? I mean, you're a bounty hunter, Magnus, and a damn good one at that. But monster slaying is a whole nother game. In my home country, Birdlaw teaches that please stop with the fucking Birdlaw shit. <laughs> you sound like a retard and the ladies think you're a nerd. This bounty is worth 5,000 gold coins. I wouldn't care if it said we had to slay the king of Shmexico. Magnus scoffed. Magnus, please, don't use such insensitive language. Not polite or... And now you sound like a pussy. Magnus was kind of a dick sometimes. (laughs) Don't you see what this means, Hendrik? Now that the Forgotten Brotherhood has failed on a church mission, it will open the monster slaying to public bounty in a couple days. The church knows if you can't solve a problem with religious with religious pressure, solve it with capitalism. <laughs> and my hammercock is very good at solving problems with a capital <laughs> P, as in penis.
2: <laughs> Damn, there's some church commentary there.
3: <laughs> we have just checked upon
0: potentially the best money-making opportunity of our lifetimes. And you know it comes with money, right, Hendrick? Bitches and hoes? No! Well, well yes, but... <laughs> That's kind of a given for me at all times. I'm talking about escape. <laughs> we could leave this place for Bongstone City. Think of the drugs we could buy there. Could get Little Peep his own antelope house. <laughs> <laughs> Little Peep bleated an agreement from a perch next to Hendrick, and then demonstrations of antelope bleeding. Oh,
1: wait, I'm so ready. Ma. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> practicing. Party. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Antelopes and goats somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of our whole stories Is when we try to make noises And it never really works out I don't
0: know Magnus Isn't the forgotten brotherhood reserved for the most extreme of monster problems What if it's dangerous replied Hendrik That'll carry your purse for you the whole way, you bitch. <laughs> Again, Magnus was kind of a dick sometimes. I thought was justified. That was justified, that was justified though. Pussumus said he would give us a two day head start, so let's relax tonight, drink an epic amount of whiskey and whatever the fuck Tabitha gave you there, and then tomorrow morning we'll set off. Cheers, my young dry cock sidekick. Magnus raised three flagons towards Hendrik's single vial of apple juice liquor, and the pair <laughs> cheers to fortune and thirsty bitches. After, the night, after that, the night became a blur in both of their minds, but when Hendrik woke up the next morning, Magnus had already secured a travel mule to help carry their two weeks worth of travel provisions, with nothing left to do, the pair set off towards the coast of Malarok. Part 3. Okay, hold on, I
1: got a piece so bad, but that was incredible! Don't worry, part three shorts. Wait, no, 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 I'm not asking for it to be longer. No, we have to talk about what just happened. So wait, Little Peep was, uh, Little Peep. Little yeah, so Peep. first of
2: all, fuck all your
1: characters except Little Peep. Little Peep, Little Peep is, is the only thing keeping me sane right now. I you're saying that. Little Peep, Little Peep is pure I spent, and wholesome. I spent the most time on Little Peep, so. So he's an antelope. Emotional support antelope. Yeah. I want to be friends with him. And <laughs> someone threw him into someone else's chest with his horn. The well, there was like a bunch of cock wenches going
0: towards Magnus, and he hurled him to break their the nearest chest.
1: The nearest object is thrown, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he kind of liked it, though. And then now he's humping a rock, and he's going to get a little antelope I mean, host.
0: he's he's almost always humping a rock,
1: let's be honest. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go pee real quick. That was, dude, I'm so excited to get the
0: Part three, the long road to Malarok. They traveled all the way down the long road to Malarok. It took them eight days and was boring as shit. Part four.
3: <laughs> nice.
1: That was part three? Are you fucking kidding me? I, I took a pee to... break for that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Part four, the Serpent and the Steve. <laughs> and the Steve? Love it. All right, Surprise. That's
3: good.
0: Steve... They arrived at the black coasts of Malarok After traveling down a very long road
1: Part 5 So this is Sorry sorry So
0: this is Malarock. Kind of a shitty place if you ask me Hendrik said I couldn't agree more Fucking gay if you ask me Replied Magnus How is this at all gay Magnus You see that boulder over there Gay gayest fucking boulder I've ever seen in my fucking life
1: Will P pumped
0: it. Hendrick dropped the conversation to peer around the surroundings. The rocky cliffs of Malarok were formed from an ancient volcano that was said to have erupted more than 69 years ago, killing most of the local population, leaving only the tiniest and most nimble in their place. That, unfortunately, meant elflings, a miniature species of elves that were just weird as fuck. The only unique thing about them. Other than their tiny size was their massive throat capacities, and their uncanny ability to hold their breath for more than 20 minutes. (laughs) Oh my god. God. This meant they were best suited for two main industries, catching fish and sucking (laughs) peeners. (laughs) They sold their ocean delicacies at a high price To the inner cities of Bongstone Their peener sucking abilities were far less Sought after as a good dick sucking Was honestly not that hard to find in Bongstone these days (laughs) Amen (laughs) How's your weapon of choice Feeling Magnus asked Hendrick awkwardly Hmm oh you mean the old hammer Fully recovered I'd say I'm ready for anything and everything the sea serpent can throw at us as long as it does not Involve a few dozen thirsty bitches With high standards for reciprocation (laughs) <laughs> and do you have any idea how we might defeat said serpent easy I let myself get swallowed and then just border my way out from the inside Hercules style <laughs> what the man. fuck is a Hercules a dude with a dick that was far smaller than mine I assure you
1: <laughs> Hendrick, so everyone
3: <laughs> Hendrik,
0: leave the, leave the serpent slaying to me you're just here in case my boner power becomes too powerful I'd hate to <laughs> accidentally level all of Philadelphia. Dude, Fishadelphia is more than three miles away. Your dick couldn't ever reach that far. You'd be surprised, Hendrick. <laughs> Just keep your heart the ready and make sure Little Peep has a good view of the action. I value his opinion more than yours, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, Little Peep. <laughs> He's at least fucked an Angelo bitch or two. <laughs> little Peep getting wet, bro. Little Peep made an agreement. <laughs> 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 the, the pair continued forwards toward the brackish ocean waters when they came upon a small elvish fisherman sitting atop of a jagged boulder The tiny elf was slouched over in a less than becoming position sucking on his own dick Bro! Hendrick caught Magnus's attention and pointed towards the young elf carelessly munching on his own shaft now that's fucking gay.
1: <laughs> He's munching, bro. Is, is
0: it though? <laughs>
2: yeah, is that can we can we take a discussion pause here? Is, is sucking so? your own
1: dick gay. Oh my god. Oh my oh, god. no, I'm gonna quote no. my friend Connor Walters on this and say, only if you don't have arms or legs. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't enjoy it. So pretty much everyone from my story, it's not gay for that.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the elfling spouted his dick and stared eagerly at the duo. "'Well, hello there, young
0: travellers. What brings you two saucy boys to my humble domain this evening?' Hendrik glanced towards Magnus, then cautiously replied, "'Young Elfling, we have been hired by the Royal Church of Cumelot to slay a mighty serpents and to roam these waters.' "'Oh, have you now? Excellent. You're in luck, my friends. "'I happen to be very familiar with these here waters, as well as any snakes that may or may not occupy the depths of the sea. "'Fucking perfect!' My partner here is none other than Magnus Hammercock, one of the best bounty hunters known to bitches. My name is Hendrik Stormfeather, and I'm here mostly, I suppose, for emotional support. And this guy, little peep, is here for my emotional support, unless I'm unable to handle uh, unless I'm unable to handle the pressure of such an encounter. Well, my name is Surprise Blowjob Steve, or just Steve, if you like. I must say. I am more than interested in how you earned a title as illustrious as one of Hammercock. Does it have anything to do with that absolutely massive package I can see hanging underneath your trousers? (laughs) (laughs) Let let me stop you right the fuck there, Mr. Surprise Blowjob Steve. Air (laughs) quotes. First of all, I assure you that... Any attempted blowjob, surprise, or otherwise levied against my hammercock will result in immediate death for those involved.
1: <laughs> Many <have> tried.
0: <laughs> and immediate laughter from myself, my companion, and his most importantly little antelope friend. Wait, do you
1: want us to do antelope laughter? No! <laughs>
0: I'm not interested in discussing my package. Just point us in a favorable direction and we'll pay you ten gold pieces. Well, sir, you sound quite certain in your motive. But I assure you, if you don't allow me to engage in oral sloppery upon thine living penis, I'd be happy to devour your cock hole once you're fucking dead, dude. Steve Whoa. smiled creepily. Ha! Sounds unlikely to me, but do whatever the fuck you need to do, young cocksucker. <laughs> I'm weary of travel and interested in nothing short of either fucking some thirsty hose or slaying some giant serpent bitch. Anything else will be met with an, a lethal dick slap to the skull. Well, you're in luck, my friend. I happen to be the only person to know of her exact behaviors. I'm fucking sick of this guy. Without warning, Magnus' leather member erupted from his crotch hole. His skillfully controlled writhing shaft wrapped tightly around Steve's long neck and lifted him up off the gay-ass boulder. (laughs) (laughs) Magnus swung the flailing elfling forward until he was face-to-face with Magnus. Steve gasped for breath while Magnus held the elfling close, eye-to-eye staring into Steve's panicked gaze. Fuck this dude, Hendrik. He's obviously in cahoots with this snake. Where the fuck is this bitch so I can show her who's boss? I will give you two seconds to respond before I squish your throat into a floppy noodle with my dick. Dude, this dude's dick control is off the charts. A man can pull someone towards him. Magnus relaxed his grip for but a moment, allowing Steve the chance to speak. Freya! Freya, please help! we got some non-fuckers around up in here! (laughs) Suddenly, the ocean began to turn with a powerful motion. Magnus stared steadily at the waters when, without warning, the enormous form of a monstrous scarlet serpent erupted from the seawater. Her blood-red scales cast an ominous glow across the black waters. Magnus gave Hendrik a look that seemed to imply, Don't you dare try to soothe my cock, I'm about to kill a giant snake, bitch, with style. <laughs> Magnus ca- casually tossed surprised blowjob Steve behind him and readied himself for an epic battle. The serpent's massive dripping form towered over him, dwarfing Magnus's muscular body in front of the ocean view. She hung in the air, peering down with ferocious animal power above Hendrik and Magnus, her devious glare alight with fury. "'Holy shit, Magnus, that is one big fucking snake!' Second biggest snake you've ever seen, eh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking, am like, this is a snake-off, bro.
0: Magnus, dick jokes at a time like this? Hendrick, my boy, it's always time for dick jokes. <laughs> and believe you me, my dick is about to make a hilarious joke out of this slithery bitch. Hend- <laughs> Hendrick sighed, then quickly grabbed a little peep and rolled behind a large, potentially gay boulder in his <laughs> <my> shoulder. <laughs> Freya the serpent violently lashed her jaws towards Magnus in a blur of teeth and scales, unequaled by any adversary Magnus had yet to face. Her gaping jaws chomped downward toward the bounty hunter's body, but just before her jaws could engage Magnus's torso, his rock-hard shaft shot beneath him like a springboard, launching him swiftly to the left flank of the serpent. The mighty sea-snake Freya hissed in surprise and seemed confused for a moment while her black eyes scanned the shoreline attempting to locate her prey. Her devilish gaze landed on Magnus's position right as his shaft whipped forth with the speed of a thousand cheetahs, and cock-slapped Freya vitally on the left temple, dealing a massive bludgeoning damage.
1: (laughs) I called it, it was (laughs) bludgeoning
0: Freya roared in agony as her head was knocked backwards with a concussive blast of turbulent cock power. (laughs) She shook her head wildly, then again shot her jowls down at the barbarian. Magnus easily dodged sideways, then shot a shaft straight upwards about 20 feet vertically. Magnus leapt into the air and immaculately <laughs> bent his shaft at a 90 degree angle near the middle and started spinning it with increased speed. Freya sneered in anger as the barbarian began to take flight. Helicopter. <laughs> the real helicopter. His <laughs> dick acted as a helicopter's blade and he quickly rose, and pop- rose upwards further until he was high enough to be face to face with the mighty serpent. What now, bitch. <laughs> it looks like you finally met your match. okay where where, where were we what now bitch looks like you finally met your match freya lunged once again but magnus effortlessly flew beyond her reach and landed on the back of freya's enormous head then he shot forth his dick as an improvised lasso (laughs) wrapping it tightly around the snake's throat the bounty hunter jumped backwards and pulled with all his cocular might attempting to asphyxiate the serpent Freya's eyes became wide with rage as she whipped her head back and forth, attempting to free herself from the Dick Wrangler's hold. Realizing her disadvantage, she quickly dove back into the water. Magnus took a deep breath before they both plunged into the black water of the sea. (gasps)
3: Look!
0: Underwater, the snake began to ferociously slam her head against the submerged rocks, attempting to dismount her attached adversary, but Magnus's dick strength was too powerful. Magnus could feel Freya's strength starting to falter, but he too was beginning to waver, as he had no opportunity to breathe. The chokehold began to weaken as Magnus began to realize he was seconds away from losing consciousness, so reluctantly he released his hammercock's grip. Before the serpent could reorientate herself, Magnus reshaped his hammer into an underwater propeller, spiraling his shaft to make a speedy retreat back towards the shore. He shot out of the water and landed back on land, coughing and spitting out water as he skillfully withdrew his shaft once again. Did you get her, Magnus? Hendrick asked in haste. Not quite, but I definitely taught the bitch at least one lesson.
3: <laughs> this dude's got a swiss army, lesson that, bro.
0: <laughs> but Freya was not done yet. The gargantuan serpent erupted from the seas, flashing dark water forward in a concussive whirlwind of malice, knocking Hendrik off his feet and startling Little Peep. No! No, Little Peep! I'm right here, you serpent bitch! Come at me! Magnus glanced towards Hendrik and gave him a wink. This was it. Magnus was ready to be swallowed whole in order to execute his finishing move. But the serpent seemed to be uninterested in continuing her attacks towards Magnus. She stood still for a moment. Hendrik thought maybe she had given up, but in a moment of agonizing realization, he began to understand the serpent's change in strategy, her glowing black eyes fixed on Hendrick's storm feather. Red scales streaked through the night sky. Freya lunged at Hendrick, and in a moment of either unequalized heroism or straight retardation, <laughs> Little Peep bravely leapt from atop <laughs> a boulder. No! no! no!
3: Little
0: Peep! <laughs> Little Peep bravely leapt from atop a boulder and stood protectively over his virgin master. <laughs> the serpent shifted her attack and Little Peep was engulfed in the jowls of Freya's mouth and in a what? horrifying instant was swallowed whole. No! no! Peep! The dearest antelope either of them had ever known was gone. No! <laughs> <laughs> Shouted Magnus and Hendrick and Utison. Not little peep! (laughs) I can't go on without it! Magnus, do something, please! Hendrik screamed in despair. Magnus bellowed in rage. Enough is enough. You can fuck with me. You can even fuck with my friends. But once you fuck with my friend's antelope, that is when you have gone too far. I guess there's only one way to do this, then. Magnus threw forth his mighty hammer shaft, and his penis grew to an impossible size, bigger than Hendrik had ever seen, a tear began to trickle down his virgin cheeks. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no. Please save <David>. him. <laughs> the enormous penis rose up into the ocean air and began to widen until it was an equal size with the width of Freya's massive form. <laughs> Freya hesitated for a moment, then seemed to accept the challenge. This was to be an epic seaside battle between two true apex predators. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. May the best snake win, <laughs> and, grinned. Oh my God. and the battle began. <laughs> Never before in the realm of Bogstone had anyone seen such an awesome display of power. Hendrik observed the two massive slithery shadows as they began to trade ferocious blows. Swing after swing, they clashed in the ocean air above the shoreline of Malarok. The two enormous snakes lashed each other time and time again but it was clear that freya had finally met her match after a few moments of epic dick versus snake sea boxing (laughs) both of freya's eyes had been torn from her skull and her muzzle had become a painting of scarlet blood and violet bruises the snake whimpered trying with its last few breaths to drag its mangled head back into the water but magnus did not let up One antelope too far, you bitch. He continued his his epic cock assault on the serpent's head, each blow flung with more rage than the last. Again and again, his serpent-sized shaft laid waste to Freya's skull. Red scales and blood spattered across the black rocks of Malarok, until at last the mighty serpent Freya let out a shallow labored breath and collapsed lifeless onto the shore. Oh, shit. And so it ends. Magnus coughed as he collapsed on the shore in exhaustion. Magnus, what are you doing? We need to try to get little peep out of there. What if he survived? Hendrik, it's over. He's gone. I have No! no I have no strength left. It's done. How can you say that? Please, Magnus! He sacrificed himself to save me! If there's any chance he's still alive, we have to try, Magnus, please! Hendrik, just stop for one fucking moment. I love that little antelope as much as you did, but I can't move. I'm spent. If I had a stamina bar, it would be negative. One more moment, one more movement of my hammercock, and it will be the last time it ever moves. Hendrick ran towards Freya's lifeless jaws and tried time and again to lift the snake's mouth, but it was futile. Damn it all! Was it worth it, Magnus? Do you feel like a big man?
3: Yes, you killed the
0: serpent, but little peep is gone forever. No. No amount of money in the realm will ever fill the antelope-sized hole in my heart.
3: (laughs) No. I'm sorry
0: Hendrik I'm so sorry both Magnus Hammercock and Hendrik Stormfeather collapsed along the shore and there they lay deep into the night crying and lamenting the death of their antelope friend Hendrik withdrew his harp and began to play a sorrowful ballad this is the end <laughs> no amount of magic or might could ever mend while my body is untouched my soul is crushed. Oh my god. I'll weep for my
3: <laughs> antelope friend.
0: <laughs> he sacrificed his life for mine. He didn't flee, he didn't whine. Now I've lost that which most I hold dear to me. All that's left is a dead stake and my friend's massive penis.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, okay?
0: from the from deep in Freya's throat, no, nice. Hendrik heard a familiar sound. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus, did you hear that? That was little Peep. I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> he like, He's alive. <laughs> Magnus looked through bloodshot eyes at the snake's jaws. Hendrik, if I try to move my dick again, it will put it in an irreversible state of disrepair. <laughs>
3: If it were you in there, I'd walk away without blinking. (laughs) What are people talking
0: about? (laughs) Never before in all my travels have I known an antelope so purely retarded, but also so easily (laughs) lovable. I will do this for you, but it will mean the end of me. My dick will return to its former average size. Our days of bouncing hunting will be over. But honestly, I can't think of a better end to the story than me sacrificing my giant cock to save my psychic support antelope. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and Hendrick shook his head. And so it was that Magnus Hammercock shot forth his dick for the last time. It blew an antelope-sized hole through the serpent's... <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> stop! <laughs> it blew an antelope-sized hole through the serpent's cheeks, and this Magnus withdrew his shaft... His penis began to shrink, this time permanently. No. Whatever black magic he had once held in his legendary cock fizzled away into the ocean air. No. Hendrik removed the little Pete from Freya's jaws and held him close. Magnus couldn't help but feel proud for every moment he had spent with his enormous shaft. And he knew that his last dick slap, at least, had been used for good. But all good things must come to an end. And so must this fucking tail, which is too motherfucking long. We gotta finish this <laughs> no, shit. Uh, uh, just like his cock. <laughs> <laughs> when they returned to Camelot, they gathered their bounty, and Magnus has insisted they split it equally 50-50. There was no party, no celebration. They merely collected the coins and went their separate ways. Magnus would make for Schmexico, seeking the black market potion dealer he had met years earlier, and Hendrick and Little Peep made their way to Bongstone City, where Hendrick's epic sorrowful ballad, he later named the Dueling Serpents of Malarock, became a massive hit, and yes, he did indeed finally fuck fifteen bitches and for the record, it was all in the same night. <laughs> Let's go. The end. Let's go. To be continued, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, the story is already 20 fucking pages long.
1: <laughs> I need a Lil Peep spinoff. Lil Peep spinoff. Yo. <laughs> peep
2: spin-off. Yo. <laughs> Too long. Peep, I can think
1: of no better ending than than his fucking dick being used to save little Peep. Yep. Incredible. Well done. (laughs) Incredible. I'm glad you thought so, man, because I I was fucking sick of that shit by the end. No. Dude, (laughs) do not even doubt yourself for a second. Little Peeps Rescue made my (laughs) life. That was (laughs) like at the beginning you guys were like, Little
0: Peep's my favorite. I'm like, that's good. Because (laughs) the main plot device of the
3: story.
1: (laughs) No one has ever touched me like Little Peep has. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh well. Never, never oh. met a woman that left as big of a mark as little people. will. And
1: Angelo <laughs> and <science Angela> <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh, Dude, I'm this so glad he's alive. I thought is... he was dead for real.
0: I, yeah. I almost actually killed him. Please do not do that everyone No, okay? he's back. And you know what's in Bongstone City, right? uh lizard drugs detective falumbo's private investigation <laughs> agency is the rexicon
1: beast there you killed the rexicon beast oh he, no he
0: died earlier <laughs> no but now i'm setting up for potentially maybe or may not a story called detective falumbo the peculiar happenstance of the Dinkle Goblin.
2: dude we need to... as
1: long as he takes little peep with him dude little peep needs to come back i need more of him he didn't do much but he did everything for me
0: <laughs> yeah
2: Yep.
1: I love him. And also, the Battle of the Serpent song, I want to hear that song written out in the full length. It's like a it. seven minute Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> length. Right. Like, is this the real life the or is it my giant dick? <laughs> <laughs> is this the
2: real life or is it my giant dick?
1: Dude, Holy incredible. Shit. I'm so glad I didn't hear any of that story ran because every twist and turn fucking yeah. hit me right in the heart. The dick's
0: twisting and turning? The-
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. That was a uh, quite a quite an episode, I think. All right, well we're gonna we're gonna fade out some some music here, then we're gonna resolve the podcast. real
3: quick. weener <laughs> 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 <All right>, boys.
2: Little, <laughs>
1: Alright guys that's that's the show um i'm i'm impressed if you're still here that was that was a long episode i promise you guys next time we'll try and keep the, the story shorter and a little more bite-sized but uh if you made it this far and you're looking for more awesome fantasy stuff i have to shout out my friend chris R Bazo. um he's an awesome dude he runs a podcast pretty similar to this called the wizard scroll uh here's a promo for it check it out highly recommend Hail, adventurers! Gather round and let me tell you about the Wizard Scroll! Tales of sword-wielding warriors of
2: legendary status, a wannabe spellcaster trying to earn her whiz GED,
1: and even a couple orcs who don't play by nobody's rules. This is truly some of the most depraved, messed up sh- stuff ever to be conjured by Quill and Ink. Tune in to the latest episode today, and tell them as it's as the wise sent you. Toodles! Thank you guys for listening to the episode. That's all we got for you this time. Next episode, whenever that may come out, I'm gonna try and work on it pretty soon here. Our prompts are going to be Islands and Capital Punishment. So, uh, yeah, be ready for that to come out. Uh, Feel free to subscribe to us. Do all the good internet things that help you find this show and remember about how hilarious and dope it is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, uh, keep on wizarding. And uh, don't fall to your sexy yet wet demise. Don't get choked out by Magnus. Don't Don't get fucking blasted by... Fucking Jimmy Hida's or by Bukake Jones. E- either one of those you're going to have probably a bad time unless you're into that. I should probably just end the episode here. It's like almost two hours. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please, please leave. Go away.
0: In a dark dungeon, deep underground, storytellers began to gather around. A table which held many bottles and doobies, they told stories of dragons and at the time that they saw boobies. Tales were told of heroes and villains, of epic deeds, and just fucking
1: chilling of life. A death of love and loss They laughed and they cried But mostly they got sauce